This episode, like every episode of Off the Rack, was recorded before a live audience at Comic Pop on YouTube. Join the conversation by subscribing to youtube.com slash comic pop or comic pop returns on YouTube. And now, on with the show. Comic book readers and welcome to another episode of Off the Rack. I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. This is a live weekly comic book review show where we take the comic books of last week and then we recap them, review them, tell you what we thought about them, and then recommend comics that are coming out this week that we think you should buy. So it's a celebration of comics, so to speak. Yeah. Um, this is gonna be, We got a great show for you today. It's going to be great. This does not feel like it's secure, but it, we're going to be. Maybe it is. We're going to be know. just fine. Yeah. Good. So yeah, uh, today's sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by viewers like you. If you're watching the show live, you can sponsor today's show by using super chats. You can ask a question or comment here on the program, and it keeps all the riffraff out of our sponsorships. Uh, especially since even people who have offered to let us uh, to to sponsor our shows uh, then just go away. Like they go, go, hey, we're really really interested. And I'm like, okay, great, let's talk about it. And then I never hear, hear from them again. Like, you know what? Actually, I'm not interested. Right? Or they just forget, or they have like children working for them, and they're like, I don't know, what was that on? What device did I do that on? That's, I mean, like, I relate to that. Why? That's me. Yeah. Uh, so let's jump into it. Uh, before we do, of course, I want to say uh, if you want to see more of this stuff, you can subscribe, hit the notification bell, get notifications when we go to, when we go live. Uh, we typically try to have at least two live shows here on this channel per week. Uh, sometimes that doesn't happen, but we at least have two videos that come out on this channel per week. Yeah. So check them out. If you haven't already uh, and you like cons, you should check out uh, the Tiffany edited video of our walkthrough <laughs> of all four days in New York Comic Con this past year. It's kind of a weird show. Uh, masks and, uh, you know tent cities of of, of of making sure everybody's wristbanded and stuff it was, yeah. it was very interesting and you get to see a glimmer of that in an idealized fashion but it's still a fun show and a pretty honest portrayal of what the it show is, was like admittedly speaking the masks helped out with a lot of like odors in and out of the con. not only that but also you know every year there's like the con crud everybody gets sick nobody from, from just regular stuff, yeah just but... regular stuff just well, because people are just walking around coughing and touching and uh, instead it was just it was actually kind of nice it might yeah. be a normalization but like walking of, past uh, the... that fish market oh yeah that was actually okay. really nice this time pretty around okay yeah uh yeah when you go to the javits there's like a fish market <laughs> depending on where you park and where you come from that's true that's true uh so yeah uh kevin Kruger says when will when the x-men come to the mcu will magneto's origin be addressed i feel like it will i feel like mm. part of the reason people like magneto you know, is because he's a Holocaust survivor. Though uh, I heard a recommendation from somebody in the comments, I think, or when one thing or another, uh, suggested that Magneto's grandfather, or no, he, that's it, that he would be Scarlet Witch's and Quicksilver's grandfather okay. instead of their father. Yeah. That doesn't really answer that question, but it does at least place him at a certain age instead of trying to say that he's their father, because it's like, yeah, he would never be alive. Yeah, then you can't do, you, yeah. Yeah, because like I feel like that element of his origin is very important. It is. It's very important. Yeah, you need you need that more than you need him to be their father. Mm -hmm. uh, Brian Rowland's first live back issues. I can't stay watch and watch in a long time. Uh, congrats to Sal and CBR deal, well deserved, and can't wait to read your stuff. Thank you, Brian. I've already read it. I got a sneak peek. You're very kind. Thank it, you. it was it's excellent. I'm glad you liked it. Thank you. It, it, I actually read all of it. Oh wow. And I not like because I, I was legitimately interested. I was like, let me treat this like, let me see if my interest would like wander while I was reading it. Yeah, yeah. And it did not. I tried to keep it kind of like simple, but also yeah. Uh, direct. Uh, yeah, there's an article coming out very soon uh, at, on CBR that I wrote, and apparently I'll be doing that uh, theoretically on a month to month basis. Yeah. Uh, Dan V900. Uh, so how about that big Spider-Man news, huh? In the UK, they edited out the husband joke with Bonesaw. That's what we're talking about, right? Right? Looks at the leaks. Oh no, I didn't know that. I didn't know that they cut that out. That's uh, that's interesting. 
in Spider-Man 2002, uh, Spider-Man makes an off-color gay joke at Bonesaw's expense, which killed in 2002, but now oh. is, uh, is is cancelable. When you guys, okay, I was I went somewhere very different with that because you said like the husband joke and then Bonesaw, and so like I was thinking like Cabin in the Woods. Mm, no, there's, there's like a character a named Bonesaw. He's played by Rob Machman Rain. Yeah, I know that. I don't know no, if you're no, aware. no, no, I know, but like that allusion mm-hmm. to that because like in that movie they like. The, there's like that journal and she mentions like a husband's bulge that kind oh, of thing yeah, yeah. it's like i was like is that, is that what the joke was about because like then you went to bone saw and i was like oh i could see them making a j- okay never mind i went places yes, all right you did. it's like ben showed up for a yeah. second kareem handall this is the greatest youtube channel in existence good vibes all around well, thank you kevin i feel like kareem is going to um be disappointed yeah he <laughs> i think he wishes he could take that back now yeah I'm but sorry. i do appreciate it man thank yes you. thank you uh, Eddie Eckenberg, Spider-Man comics were a mistake. That's just a really very, uh, that's a strong opinion, man. I got to tell you, uh, but we'll, we'll talk more take. about it. Yeah, very hot. Hot take. Uh, Abe Sapien just become a patron supporter for Comic Bob. So here's to you guys. Thank you very much, Abe. I uh, also wanted to share this. Peach Momoko's Demon Days is getting a treasury edition. Well deserved. Meanwhile, well... Beta Ray Bill considers to be like the size of Poach's stand. Hey, hey, <clears throat> nothing again. I, listen, I love D-dubs, but I think even D-dubs would admit like that peach momoko's work you deserves want, you, you want to be edition. that huge yeah absolutely like, i want to look at all of it you I, want do. To, I want to see all the beautiful swooshes over it and yeah. like all the like because she did all i mean like he did soup to nuts too i mean they're both they except for both, the coloring but they yeah. should both get she did everything i know it's all painted know, and all yeah. crap and i'm just like why yeah. is it so good yeah and thank you Abe, for joining our patreon uh and supporting us uh, more directly thank you man and if you haven't already you should go to patreon.com slash comic pop and uh, help us out it doesn't really like you know there's not a lot of benefits but you know what does help us out and it keeps us alive mm-hmm. uh so i read nightwing number 91 uh from dc comics of course tom taylor and geraldo borges whoa this is a different artist from the usual Where, uh, where's redondo yeah redondo had to go he was busy but that's okay you know that happens i don't i don't you know i, I understand okay you know what are you what are you gonna do you know, what are you... <laughs> it's a pretty clever cover yeah no i think it's really fun um so yeah uh this is continuing the wally west dick grayson former titans team up where they go to take down uh more or less like the, the DC's equivalent of like the power broker uh, blockbuster has taken out a hit on Dick Grayson and uh, Wally West is like, I lost Dick Grayson to Rick Grayson not long ago. And that was stupid. Also, I had like a heroes in crisis and let's not talk about that anymore. And uh, so, you know, we're all looking for redemption. And so Wally and it, Wally just demonstrates the, not only how great of a flash he is, but also uh, how great of a friend he is and how invaluable it is to have a speedster in your, uh, in your contact list. In your pocket. That's right. Uh, Dick and Wally uh, have a fun adventure uh, in South America. Kick ass, take names, save the day, and ultimately uh, ruin some some more bad guys' days as it goes. It's a really fun issue. It's a really uh, terrific uh, kind of like simple, unessential, but still like why we read comics kind of issue. It's just a fun issue. Okay. If you like Nightwing, if you love Wild West, you're going to love this too. So Great. check it out. Tom Taylor, Geraldo, Baldi, Geraldo Borges, uh, Nightwing 91. Pick it up. I love that Bruno Rotondo picture of him. See that? Yeah. Looks like he's wearing like a tux. Right? See him? Where? Right there, his little thumbnail. Oh, Bruno Rotondo's yeah. like caption? Yeah, wow. Yeah. Ta-da. Yeah, good to know. Love that, it. Yeah. Fancy. Fancy. So... We read, or I read that. Ray yeah, Farr, uh, hi, Comic Pop. Hope you feel better, Tiffany. Was wondering how you feel about separating an artist from their work if they're horrible. Congratulations, Sal. Thank you. Oh, I am feeling better, and thank you very much. Okay. I last this was because last week, um, I I get allergies pretty badly. Yeah. Uh, even when I'm taking 
allergy medicine, but mm-hmm. I uh, work near an area that has a lot of trees. And so when tree pollen comes a call and it's rough. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a thing. Um, but thank you. I am feeling better. Yeah. Um, all right. I feel like I feel about separating an artist from their work if they're horrible. Uh, depending on what you mean, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it isn't like if you look at like Bill Cosby, for example, uh, Bill Cosby, like I, I remember Jerry Seinfeld talking about it on like a talk show of some kind where he was like, no, I think like the artist and the content should be separate. And then he like changed his mind during the commercial break where he was like, wait, his comedy is contingent on the persona that he projected. So when yeah. that's destroyed, I think it does undo the comedy in the case of the art, you know, the art is there. And it's like, you know, when you talk about like a famous painter who is also like a womanizer, does that make their painting less substantial? I think no, but at the same time, uh, you know, that's, it's a tough call. You know, like if you find out that an artist is, uh, you know, less reputable than they projected themselves to be and you still want to enjoy their art, you know, I disagree. And Mm. here's why. I think if you have a painter, let's, let's I want to let's just talk. Let's take that example. You got yeah, a painter, painter. right? Yeah. Depending on the subject matter and the style of painting that they do, they may like they're they're going to pour a lot of themselves into that. Yeah. And and so I think that it's difficult at times to separate an artist from their work, regardless of if the artist is horrible or not, because art can be a very personal thing. It's yeah. not like you commissioned them to do something. No. And then there's probably, especially if you're like, I need you to paint this dog. Mm-hmm. if it's a if it's just portraiture work you're probably just gonna get a painting of a dog you right. know what i mean that's probably a little different there but if it's something that's a little more uh interpretational i think that you really cannot you cannot they're, they're going to put some of themselves into it mm-hmm. that does does that mean that in instances that those people shouldn't be studied for future generations i don't know that's, right that's I, I don't think i have enough of um a degree to <laughs> to determine that it's, it's it's a complicated issue to be sure yeah. but uh i find that in today's world of uh meta reading i find that like you know it, it the days of observing a, a piece of art and not having immediate access to that person's entire biography mm-hmm. uh, are over and so as a result there is more meta absorption of art than ever before. And as a result, that has changed the way in which we absorb art. So now it's like, but it, and do I agree with that? And it's not the, the conversation. It's more just like, I think that's where we're going. And I think that's where it is. But I think that's like, honestly, like having like, if you're, if you're studying art and there's like an artist that's like, they don't know a lot about them. You're just kind of like, you're just trying to figure out maybe what they were saying in their painting, especially if it's not something that's like yeah. overt. Yeah. Um, And, and so like, having that background sometimes can be super important uh, yeah. for your understanding of the piece so that you can better interpret it. Right. I mean, art of course is subjective entirely. Um, but the artist usually has something that they would like to say with it. Now, mm-hmm. whether or not you get that from a piece, um, that's one thing. Yeah. Now, if you're talking about like separating an artist from their work in terms of them being paid to do something, then you find out like, Oh no, I, I really, okay. So like, here's where like the business element comes into it because it's like on the one hand you have a lot of people who are banking on an issue coming out and yeah. it's not just that artist because that artist is like you know, the writer and the inker and the colorist and the editor and the letterer and, and as long as they get paid right that's great but i mean that means that especially for the inker and the colorist if you need to get someone to come in here and do that work over again yeah then you like those that 
that work will never be seen and potentially the inker in particular may or any of the colors may not match with the new artist you bring in that's true because you need to get certain inkers to ink certain artists because it's just compliments style wise right yeah so like now you've put yourself in a position where those two people it's like oh sure i got compensated monetarily but i don't get the exposure in which which is really really why they do it yeah yeah which i need in order to keep getting work Mm mm-hmm but at the same time, I don't want to have, like, if that artist did something super egregious, it's like that person should not be celebrated necessarily at all. Right, so, but they punish the rest of, everyone else is, is right. punished. So, like, result. once you bring in that business component, I, I think you open up a whole other can of worms. But yeah. we could just do a whole show about that. That's but true. Let's not. That's true. Let's not do but I will, uh, I'll, I'll follow it up by one more thing, which is that, okay. like, usually, um, you know, it's, it, it is meta read. It is meta used. And I find that uh, when a person is discovered to be, like, disreputable, um, that their work is either like ignored or uh, suppressed. And I do find that those who agree with that artist's values also tend to overinflate their value because of their political or their personal mm. leanings. Yeah. And as a result, like you get both sides, you know, you have people who are like, that person was bad. So we're going to suppress it. And you have other people being like, I agreed with what they said or did. And so I'm going to elevate it. Mm-hmm. So like there, you're not going to get, no matter what, once that happens, you're not going to get an honest uh, interpretation of that work any longer. Yeah. Just simply colored by the, by the artist. Uh, Ivan spilled says uh, love everything you do i was rereading hawks and pox and it makes me sad i'll never get a payoff i won without hickman yeah like, you. you know it's funny it's like no matter what no matter like no matter what comes out like in the future all yeah. right like so before everybody comes to the comments go like actually no just stop stop actually no right now just just hang on a second yeah before you before you finish writing that comment um the fact is like regardless of regardless regardless i want i always want i want to add that so bad i know i do that's I, why i thought about it too and i was like is that it's not all right <laughs> so regardless of hickman's involvement or not involvement in what we got yeah go and what we have going forward mm-hmm. um it's still not going to be exactly what he wanted no even if he was yeah, gonna it'll be, be like yeah no this is that's basically what i wanted it will not be with his words no. and it will not be with his storytelling or his pacing or his beats like yeah you're, you're never going to get exactly what he was going to do and that's a tragedy just the Araco inclusion it, it must derail in some way what he wanted because he didn't plan on that even if it was like no none of that inv- i don't have mars involved well, in my plan now you right. have to incorporate it well you do plan. it depends it depends on what his ending was right it depends on what his ending was yeah you know and how cemented, we all know what it was gonna and be, how well yeah. and how cemented it is because like look at like brian k vaughn writing saga like he said from like day one that like he knew how it was gonna he has an ending right but i've also read different artists and creators talk about how they had an ending planned and then through the journey oh yeah they were like they felt really conflicted by the fact that they had already cemented themselves to the ending and then told people Mm -hmm. that they had the ending already planned out right anyway uh what'd you read Oh, uh, that's a fantastic question. What did I read? Well, Austin I- Cole says, Woof, the main Spider-Man book has been a cocktail of status quo resets and bad ideas for ages. At least we have a dozen other spider characters to read about, right? I really like it being described as a cocktail. Yeah, I, I, I don't, it is. Something about that I really enjoy. Yeah, okay. I agree. What did I read? I read Shang-Chi number 11 hey. in the penultimate issue for this series. Oh. Uh, which is fun. Hey, no, listen. That's right. Listen. Uh, you didn't expect 12. So, hey, here I we didn't go. expect 12. And even though, like, I, I'm sure it was out there. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I didn't expect them to even get this far. Even mm-hmm. if we knew it was 12, I still didn't expect it to get this far. And 
as much as I would like more of this series, because I really enjoy uh, Jean Luen Yang's writing. Yes. Um, is also this issue or these issues since when we like six yeah yeah uh, marcus toe has taken over uh art duty and um as much as i would love to have more i also love a story with an end <laughs> and it's so rare that you get a, a satisfying end or a non-premature type end it's, it's just... so true so like here's the thing i'm not gonna say what happens in this book and, it's only the other issue what, because the... it's like you're one issue away from it ending i will say that the ten rings do show up oh like those ten like like the mandarin's ten rings no the the, the the mystical ones again from the movie this is yes okay like this is very much like this is in my opinion a really good example of like giving the like quote-unquote new reader something to read post a movie yeah but it's well written and like the new reader maybe isn't someone who's new to comics the new reader is maybe someone new to the character and, yeah. I, and I think that they very successfully i hope have created at least a few new fans of yeah. this character. I know I am. Um, it, this is this is a series that I can say from like start to finish. Well, we'll see. But from start to now, yeah, uh, it has been consistent, consistently well done, consistently good. The art did change, but it was like here's the first volume, but no change in quality. No, no, first volume, very distinct style, gorgeous looking. Second volume, equally great looking style. Yep. Or like, but like a little more super heroic and really fits the tone. Initially, I thought the series was just going to be like, "Hey, let's watch Shang Chi pure up with like." It's Marvel yeah. team up starring Shang Chi. Yeah, yeah, because it's like how else we're going to sell this book? And it, it, you know what? They did that. That's how we sold the first six, six issues, right? Yeah. Well, no, but not even they did like a first like four, few, yeah, and then that actually became part of a plot, right? So it, it's just masterful storytelling, in my opinion, with just expert art throughout. And mm -hmm. if you've been sleeping on it, you got one more issue, and then you, you might as well go pick up the first volume at this point. Well, they'll be, then that'll be av available, I'm sure, very yeah, shortly. Yeah, exactly. So this has been like such a delight, and like next month I'm gonna be like, oh, this is it. And I, I hope, hopefully, there's something new coming out. Yeah. After that, um, but right now I'm just enjoying this, and I can't wait to see how the story finishes Aww. up. Uh, can I point out something that's just struck me? I was looking at the cover, and uh, I don't know if it's color theming where they made the title of Shang Chi. The same color as the like box around the number, but I also got this impression where it's like right before the end. It's like this this colorization to say like, uh oh, we're at the we're near the end. It's like a flashing enemy right. when you're playing an arcade no, they game. Do, like, they, they do theme it, but like you can see, it's a little different. No, that's a black box around it. That's yeah, just but a, you see the outer box. Yeah, is, is the, the color, color of, of the title. Okay. Yeah, they they do a little something different here. Right. With I thought theirs. this was like one of those like this is the penultimate issue. Issue twelve will be the last issue. It's like a color. It's like something to right. make you, to catch your eye to make right. you like notice right, it. Right. You know, like when you see red, you're like, uh oh, like you know, it's urgent and it's or funny, stop. Because I might believe that too, because like the color palette for this book is great. I really love the look of this. It's very book. vibrant. It is vibrant. However, mm -hmm. when you look at the the shadows and like the inked shadows, the the not only the texture that they use to to create the depth, but like they're just they look great. They're not afraid to be heavy handed with them, and yet there's still this vibrancy to it. Yeah. So just i really like this book a lot yeah. like i've i've i'm gonna be sad when it's gone but like i can't wait to pick it up as like you know as, it's a, completed as a full story. series yeah uh shout out to eric arseniega yeah arseniega uh for their color work yeah uh, they're gonna be on knights of x nice uh, one two and three at least that's great that's and great yeah yeah you might have seen them on actually i think that's jeff thorne's uh amazing spider-man dot bay issue dot bay uh dot bay <laughs> uh but yeah shang chi number 11 really check it out like this book uh i read um captain america number zero 
I don't know why. I just I'm not a big cap booster, but I did uh, read it. But before we do, let me talk about what Ethan Harrison says. Sal is wondering if there was any way to be notified when your articles are published each month. Love both your channels. Thank you, Ethan. And uh, if you aren't already a uh, a fan or a subscriber, you should subscribe to both youtube.com slash comic and youtube.com slash comic pop returns. Yeah. You'll get the whole uh, feast of comic pop content. But uh Okay, so I don't know how the CBR website works. I want to also give a quick um, update that apparently, yeah, Shang-Chi's relaunching as Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings with Jean Luan Young and Marcus Tao, which is great. But again, I I bet they did not expect. To get more? Yeah. I wouldn't have expected it. Which is great. But again, guys, think about this for a second. Like, in a world that, like, or it's, I was gonna call on Spider-Man specifically, where it's like if you're not a Spider character, you're probably gonna do okay, right? Yeah, Same but that's thing, not your Bat character. Like Bat character, uh, but something like the Marvel equivalent oh, yeah. of that, um, right yeah, now. Yeah, there isn't one. But like Shang Chi made it twelve issues, right? Like in a, in today's world, yeah. If it was with if it was nineteen ninety two, it might have been like thirty issues, but right? Still. With the cynicism of people being tired of like movies driving production and movies driving decisions, yeah. Shang Chi made it, and so like I just want to like really just hammer home the fact that it's like it's a good quality book that's nice yeah and it's a it's a positive example of movie comic synergy yes um but yeah uh if you want to be notified about when i because i'm i'm writing monthly articles for cb for cbr coming up very soon um it's just gonna be one a month so it's not a big commitment i don't know how their uh, website interface works in terms of subscription subscriptions but Mm -hmm. here's what i'm gonna do I'm going to I'm going to post this everywhere. So if you're subscribed and you check the community tab, there'll be a link every mm-hmm. new posting of the article, there'll be a link to it yeah. in the community tab. Uh if you are uh, on Twitter, you'll you can see us you can see it there. Uh Facebook, Patreon, uh they're all there. Instagram it'll Instagram, be there. Instagram it'll be there. And I bet whatever the like the show that Discord like this, it'll be there too. Like the off the rack that comes right after it pub- like posts will also mention it. I will also probably mention drop it there. a link in the chat as yeah, well that's for a good you point. To, to check out. Yeah, that's true. So don't worry. So don't worry. You will you will not <laughs> we will not let this go by. There's no way you can miss it. Uh Ray Far. Whoa, Wally's the Flash again. Who are some of your favorite legacy characters? Always loved Wally so much more than Barry. Jeff Johns just cried. Yes. Uh absolutely, man. Let me tell you, nobody uh everybody misses Wally. Um and I like Wally a lot myself. I, I like Dick Grayson. He's one of my favorite legacy characters. Yes. Um, but yeah, man, uh, <laughs> Barry's in another dimension being like catered to for his every desire. His mom's alive in this like pocket dimension that uh, Pariah uh, facilitated his uh, uh, imprisonment thereof. You'll have to read uh, D- Death of the Justice League and the um, Dark Crisis to find out what happens to Barry. Yeah, Pariah, main villain. So you got, you got a bone to pick with somebody. You got to talk to Jeff, uh, Josh Williamson about that. Hate him. Uh, Kevin Kruger, besides Morlun and Pariah, are there any characters you hate? <laughs> uh, yeah, Rogel Czar, uh, Zumbado. Uh, Red Ghost. Red Ghost, I know you don't care for. I, re- I, re- I really can literally not stand Pariah, though. Those last two characters you mentioned, obviously, are some of my least favorite characters in terms of villains. Uh, Cat Lurie will defend for treats. Yay, comic pop. Tiffany, your Moon Knight take? Like, the, on the show or the book? I assume the book on the, is really fun. Yeah, you love the book, right? Yeah, the show? Did, did the episode four come out yet? Yes. Episode four came out. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, I, I, we got to see him a little early. Yeah, so. we got to see him a little early. So I've been really like reticent about talking about it because yeah. I don't want to ruin anything. So I'm really still not going to try to ruin anything because not everybody gets to see everything right away, right? No, it's like, true. I get it. I get it. Episode four, I would have really, there's like something that happens in episode four, and I really would have preferred that we were given an opportunity to believe something else. Mm hmm. To believe it were real. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but there's, nice. there's not even a beat of that. And that like 
frustrates the hell out of me. Like, I get that's a trope. Yeah. But, like, it's a trope that fits this character. But, it, yeah, it's the only time you can actually <laughs> earn the damn thing. I hear you. I'm like, what the hell? You had the chance. You had the excuse. You can do that. I know. I know. But nah. Nah, man. Nah. Or anyway, sorry. But, yeah, so Cap number zero. I know I've been alluding to it for this long. Uh, from Jackson Lansing, Colin Kelly, Tochi Onyebuchi and Mattia De Luis. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a relaunch of the Captain America series, and I understand there's going to be like a complimentary book. Is like it, Alex it, Ross. Yes, cover? it's an Alex Ross cover, okay. which is pretty great. I don't know if I like his fire, but you know his Marvel covers are like a curiosity for me. Alex okay. Ross's Marvel work versus his DC work. His Marvel work is much more cartoonish, despite his realistic style. But I find that there's much more of like a uh, like a loose kind of like superhero-y fictional reality kind of style to mm -hmm. Alex Ross when it comes to Marvel. Whereas DC, he's like, oh, and then I have to put on my A game. Like, this is real shit. I don't well, know what it is. For DC, though, he's working on something where Rye has a little more time. When you're doing covers... Yeah, that's the thing. Like, he did so many covers for that Amazing Spider-Man series with Slot, which kills me because I feel like it kind of diminishes Rand a little bit. But uh, Captain America number zero is uh, no. Sam Wilson and Steve Rogers are both Captain America. No one's a Hydra agent. Everyone's, everyone's a good guy. It's the first time we're actually seeing this. Basically, Steve is like, you're Captain America too. We're both Captain America. If they can be like 17 spider characters, we can have two we can have two Captain Americas. Yeah, why not? And they even make a joke about it while they're fighting Zola, where uh, they say, like, well, are you gonna be the uncanny Captain America, the spectacular Captain America, the all-new Captain America? Which Captain America are you gonna be? And uh, Steve's and Steve, I guess, takes him seriously and he's like how about just captain america and i'm like okay that's fun uh but yeah you just watch uh you know steve and uh sam team up and fight zola in a big classic obvious arnim zola uh united states of z kind of like fight where they're gonna and they have to stop a rocket uh which of course is like a classic kind of trope captain america's like i don't hate a lot of things in this world but rockets are one of the things i hate the most because of course like bucky was killed on one and he right. was thrown in the ice during that mm -hmm. so you know but uh, yeah, good stuff uh, all around. Fun issue. Uh, I enjoyed it. Thirty six issue or thirty six pages for five bucks. Uh, yeah, I I liked it. I I'm not gonna say um it didn't convert me, but I will say that the art in the issue was a particular standout. Mattia De Luis uh, or Lulis, I should say, mm -hmm. uh, it had a kind of a, a kind of combination of like Mikhail Yannon meets Alex Ross kind of style. A little more real, a little more like uh, but ideal. Uh, that mm -hmm. could be come from the from the colorist, uh, but it, it was fun, fun, and uh, you know, I I think it's very much a return to form. Okay. You know, this is not going. I don't think this is going to be like a subversive, you know, cracked mirror take on the Captain America franchise. Nor is it going to be like a holding up a magnifying glass to the like seedy underbelly of the American society. Like it's just, it's just a superhero book about two Captain Americas. Okay. Uh, and maybe like Sam's will be more about that. Like who knows, but yeah, uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I, I, you know, it, it felt like a, it felt like a Captain America book, okay. you know, but uh, you know, there are, I remember reading uh, Wade and Samney's uh, Captain America and I was like, Whoa, <laughs> this is great. Yeah. Yeah. This was cool and yeah. good, but it didn't like, you know, it wasn't new. It was mm. just, good okay. the art was the standout for me uh kingsport cal congrats on the cbr deal you're finally getting the recognition you deserve for all your hard work uh, i appreciate it thank you i hope this is the beginning love 3000 thanks king um i you know, i wouldn't want to say i deserve it I, but i'm trying i'm just i'm just looking to 
you know, stretch my muscles that otherwise haven't been stretched in a while. Writing is one of those things that I really am passionate about. Mm -hmm. uh, It's one of the first things that I found out I was decent at as a kid. And uh, I'd always tried to cultivate it and nurture it in some way. And I've fallen by the wayside as we got into more video content. Mm -hmm. And so now it's an opportunity to return to some of my roots, so to speak. And yeah, uh, and try and, you know, try something new, see if it's worth it. Mm -hmm. You know, if there's a, you know, it could be only only do the one article and they hate it, you know, and they don't want to do it anymore. But, uh, but I'm glad I got a chance to the one. That's true. Uh, Scuba J, uh, hi, I don't have time to stick around to study for exams. So good night. You too. Thank you. Good luck with your exams. Good luck, man. Uh, what do you got? Um, I also read, um, oh, you know what? I read, um, Catwoman Lonely City. Yay. Um, by, uh, Cliff Chong. Chong. Yep. And, um, this is, uh, book three. Yes. The end. No. No? No. Or was it four? I am not sure, but it's not three. Oh, (laughs) my Uh, bad. Um, <laughs> look at that cover. Okay. If you're sleeping on this book, you're a fool. Then wake up. Because this book is a heist book and it is way too much fun. <laughs> I, I actually had, because I had not read issue two. So I, I read issue two and three today. And oh, like, right. I was so delighted with the fact that I got to read issue three right after reading issue two. <sighs> yeah. And now I legitimately was like, and I cannot read the next one. No. I, I seriously like i i don't know if maybe the first issue didn't like grab me or i was like maybe feeling some fatigue at the time i don't know i don't know what was wrong with me because like (laughs) literally like i was issue two and i was like just like oh my oh my god like i can't wait for more and now it is a bat ansel like ancillary yeah 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 it's a bat adjacent series adjacent series um batman will occasionally pop in there in a flashback okay but like it's the future people are old yeah you know but not like that other batman book starring catwoman where it's the future and people are old no <laughs> this but is cliff chong's version this is his version of it and it's it's just it is a heist movie book and it is fun and cliff chong's art is great yeah, and there's, great. there's just some like spectacular moments with a color he's really playing with it he's really pushing it mm-hmm. in certain areas where it's just you get this really dope vibe characters pop up that you're like i did not see that one coming mm. um but it's just it's just fun did it, i get that sign for you he's definitely got i don't know he's got some some really fun takes on characters too because don't forget it's black level so it doesn't matter right it doesn't matter um, and it's in the future so like, you can really go for it ah i can't i really am enjoying this and i, I can't wait for this to be collected i hope it gets a hard bound edition because oh, it i should it's a freaking black label but book. like i'd love to see what he does for the cover for yeah. that um there is a there is a page at the beginning of this issue that is just basically all black it's just like an intro page it's just welcome you to the book almost and then in the corner it's like her and silhouette oh it's like it's just so good looking it's yeah like, it's just whew. that's fun just gotta tell you like lately a lot of the black label titles even if they are about batman which i know a lot of people are like oh my god do bat label yay yeah but like it's not i'm reading other ones that aren't but like the black label books have easily been some of my favorite things coming out from dc right now and like i'm just i'm very happy for like to have them nice i just love these explorations i know for a lot of people they don't really do it for them because they want the stuff that's in continuity yeah you know like that is that's a big thing for like a a lot lot more people are outside continuity at this point so i think it depends but like there are some good stories out there. If you are a continuity person, I get it, but there are still some really good stories out there. And a lot of it builds off of your general knowledge and understanding of these characters' personalities. It's kind of fun. Um, it's like and, a payoff. and so it's like, it's, it's weird because you know, it's not a continuity thing and, and you know, you know that whatever happens doesn't really matter, but right. like it feels then anything right. can happen. Like it feels like it works. I yeah. don't know. So just I really love this series. Just real good. Real good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sean, 
uh conwell hey guys if marvel and dc finally got along what would be the first crossover you'd want to see and if you had someone in mind to write or draw it uh let me tell you something i actually saw a thread about this um on reddit somebody was like if marvel if, if disney bought dc how would you want to see them integrate the dc universe into the marvel universe which i was also like what a great thought exercise i'm gonna have to play that with the elseworlds episode uh but um tiffany what do you think Who's, what's the first marvel dc crossover you'd want to see next if they did one, if, they, if it wasn't, they, well, you know, it was just an actual crossover. Okay. Not the one that I like, not something that's like, oh, okay, well at least maybe they could do this. No, no this is like, if they like what you'd want to see. Yeah. They're, not, they're first... not like I pitch up, like just something that like, okay, technically they'll do this maybe because it won't matter or like something I just really want. Yeah. Just thing you want. I don't know what I want. All right. What do you want? I want a friggin' Spider-Man Batman ongoing or at least a 12 issue maxi uh, written by DiMatteis. And then each issue would be actually i'd love it if, if uh i mean dimitase would be my natural choice but now a zadarsky book would actually be pretty freaking amazing um but uh but each issue like life story would be drawn by a celebrated batman or spider-man artist so each issue would alternate between spider-man or batman artists so like okay. you get a bagley issue you get like uh oh man like a david finch issue uh who drew both um you know you get like a uh I'm trying to think of like a prominent Batman artist that's been around for the last like temp, like couple of years, but uh, you know, um, maybe maybe uh, Mikhail Yannon would be a really cool choice. But like each issue, because it's like that, it, that would be the most high profile book you do, mm -hmm. you know. So you get like the the biggest artists on the book. Um, can I can I pitch? Can I take yours and like spin off of that? Yeah, I think. I, I, I would like to see redemption for this because they tried this before and it was garbage, but like Batman oh, Daredevil, Daredevil yeah. I feel like they should do that some justice. I think it's a, I think there's such a good story there somewhere. Yeah. And if you want to have Spider-Man team up with somebody, Nightwing. Nightwing. I know everybody wants to see Spider-Man. I want to see my Spider-Man and Nightwing and I want to see it with Bruno Redondo style. Yeah, that'd be great. Me, I'd rather see Nightwing and Miles team up than Peter. Okay. But uh, but I hear you. Everybody likes Nightwing and Spider Man. I think I think Bruce and Peter are on the same level. But I they know. Don't know it. Um, but yeah, and it was for that book, by the way. But I'd then like, see... but then like Batman can show up. Occasionally. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. A uh, a Spider a Batman or a Spider Man Nightwing book. I would want to see Somni draw that. Okay. Or Bruno Redondo. Well, I was thinking Redondo because he does so many things with motion, and you have got a character like Spider Man who's nothing but yeah. Motion. Well, I'm sorry. What were we talking? I, I meant Daredevil. I meant Daredevil Batman. I'd want to see oh, Sammy do that Oh, not Chichetto? Chichetto would be amazing, but like it would just look like a Batman <laughs> book. Like that's cool, but like the Somni thing, you get some really fun yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You get some like really neat covers that are like what yeah. sequences as, as well. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so there you go. Yeah, and I'm, I we gotta do something magically speaking. Yeah. I don't know what. I mean, like the the natural thing is to be Zatanna like Zatanna and Doc, or like Doc and Constantine. But like, what about Doc and Superman? Because, oh, like, man. Superman having Hates to deal magic. He can't deal with magic. Yep. Doctor Strange would be like, are you for real? <laughs> Although I would love to see Doc flirt with Zatanna. I would love to Zatana. see super sarcastic Doctor Strange dealing yeah, with New York Boy or Doctor Scout Strange. Superman. Yeah. You're weak to magic? That's it? <laughs> uh, yeah. But I would love to see him flirt with, with Zatanna and be like, oh, oh yeah. hello. She's, She's like, like, please. Yeah. It's like, uh, okay. The uh, the MD Ed uh, says Marvel seems to treat its audience with the same contempt as the WWE. Keep up the great work, guys. So the joke I was going to make, by the way, of something that I was like, maybe they could do this, mm -hmm. like the like because it wouldn't matter and no one would care. Yeah, would be like ecstatic and Doom Patrol. Mm, yeah, because yeah, get, like, just get all red. Like, Who cares? Yeah, they're like this doesn't mean anything to anybody. No, 
Get uh, what's his name, uh, uh, Gerard Way mm-hmm. and Mike Allred yeah. to do that. Right. I would. Yeah, that would be a that'd be an award winning <laughs> book. I don't know if I'd want to read it, but it'd certainly be a thing. Right. Uh, Evan Hughes. Uh, hey, guys, love chilling in the back issues. I'm from Scotland. Can you do an episode on Red Hood or Red Robin? Thank God he didn't say, can you do a Scottish accent? Because you this is. Nee. Okay. <laughs> I cannot do it. All right. No, you, you can't. Uh, Matthew Terlaga. Thank you very much for your Wait, support. Wait, you didn't man. answer the question. Oh, oh, that was the answer. Oh, yeah. I cannot do it. You're not going to do a Red Hood or Red Robin episode? Red Hood probably one day. Red Robin less so. I don't like Red Robin. I like Tim Drake, but I don't like the Red Robin thing. I think that's stupid. No offense. Uh, Matthew Tralaga, thank you very much for your support, man, and the, your generosity. My God, the leaks. Ben Riley hooking up with Madeline Pryor, Spider-Man fighting and losing to Moira. Uh, we, we, I don't want to spoil it, so I'm not going to, uh, like, I, I, we'll get into that. We'll come back to this We'll one. come back to that. Sorry can about we, the screen. Can we, like... Nothing uh, I can do about like, it. We, no, I was going to say, can we, like, favor that? We'll come back. Yeah, I'll come back. Uh, RK, uh, Sal, I know your feelings about the round robin, but I, what do you think about the online campaign against Suicide Squad for having Batman in it? It had about 3,000 voters on Twitter uh, voting out of spite. I, I couldn't care less about what an online uh, poll has to say. They never work. They're never successful. They mean nothing. And, uh, you know, it's just an opportunity for the voiceless to feel like they have power. It's all theater. So, you know, good for them, but they're still going to buy the book. That's the other thing is like, yeah. But, uh, plus, it's, it's, it's Vampire Batman returning from the dark multiverse. Like, I, honestly, that sounds like a fun premise to me. Wait. Uh, like Red Rain Batman? Yeah. He's from the dark multiverse. There's a there's a dark multiverse version of him. But but he wouldn't he be a good guy then? Right? No, it's not like the Bizarro world. Shouldn't he be bad by? <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't think that's gonna. It, a, it's not gonna do anything, especially on Twitter. B, uh, the the DC round robin thing is, I think, insulting. But also, it's like an opportunity for those people to like maybe get their name out there, maybe get some traction behind their book. Oh, I know. Sure. I read a thing where uh, some uh, a pair had had done a pitch for a round robin thing from the previous run they didn't get picked up but then that team got to make a different book that they were pitched and i'm like cool if dc really wanted to give these creators a chance which again i probably this is not good business acumen but Mm -hmm. i don't care you should be allowed to take your creative team and do like three black and white pages right like uncolored, just the yeah, art. Yeah, but you'd have to pay for it. That's what I'm saying. They don't want to pay for it. I, but I'm just saying, oh, like, yeah. if you want to support these creators and like truly try to give them a leg up and also show the audience out there who'd be buying it what they're going to be getting yeah, into. Yeah, because all I'm getting is a logo. Yeah, you like, I, I just, I just feel like it's just a better way to do it. But yeah. that means you'd have to actually have faith in what you were making and like not, and not just, just doing it as a, a stunt. As a stunt, which is exactly so what it is. you know, just putting it out there. Yep. Uh, I got a couple more. You want yeah, me to jump yeah, into let's stuff? jump into a couple. Yeah. Um, I read Doctor Strange. Ah, yes. Nexus of Nightmares. Yes, the most dated-looking book of the last five. Well, it's years. supposed to. It takes place in the past. In the past. So it's like so. It's it's supposed to look like it doesn't matter. Well, yes. Okay, this is written by Ralph Macchio with art by Ibrahim Mustafa, mm-hmm. who I like, by the way. Um, it has a very distinct look, but it's supposed to like be. St- Doctor Strange, first of all, is Sorcerer Supreme. Second of all, Wong is his like manservant, is his bodyguard and you know friend and servant and such, right? And mm-hmm. it's written in a much older fashion. Um, doesn't feel quite as dated, but it hundred percent feels like. And I gotta actually give them credit for this because I was thinking about it because I was like, oh yeah, you're just doing that thing because you want to have a book on the shelf that says Doctor Strange on it, right? That's yeah. like you a floppy you can pick up and the comic book retailer can go, you could buy that one, right? Yeah. Because this thing, hundred percent 
ticks all the boxes. We get random exposition as to what Doctor, where Doctor Strange came from, how like he had a car accident, how he <laughs> ended up meeting the Ancient One. Mm-hmm. Like we get all that crap, yeah. right? We get some exposition about characters and magic and blah 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 blah, right? And I was like, yeah, of course you're gonna do that, right? But then I was like, hey, you know what? Kudos to them because simultaneously they let him die. And they're still dealing with that in another book. And they didn't force a change. Yeah, just for the movie. Just for the movie. You know what I mean? Like, no, 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 no. If you're like just with like a comic book retailer wants to be like, hey, yeah, check this out. Right. Like, here's a floppy. Mm -hmm. You can pick this up. This will give you a little bit of what you saw close enough. Yeah. Um, It simultaneously is about the Darkhold, which is going to be in the movie. Yes. It's about Nightmare who I hypothesize is going to be in the movie. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this feels like we're setting up for like, yeah, here are some things that you're going to probably see. Yeah, and then it'll be a trade and you can buy it when the movie comes out. Yeah, and like in this, Doctor Strange is having nightmares because Baron Mordo works for him. Now, Uh. here's what's interesting. Historically speaking, Nightmare like is usually his own entity. He's been part of the Fear Lords, but there was a period of time where Nightmare was actually like working for Shumagorath. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And like Shumagorath, not Shumagorath, is going to be in the movie. Yeah, Giganto or whatever the hell. Yeah, whatever they're going to call whatever it. Whatever right? fake name. But in this, Baron Mordo is trying to help get Nightmare out of the Nightmare realm, and I was like, Nightmare doesn't usually have an issue with that, but fine, magic. Yeah, I don't care. Um, and so Strange is having nightmares about like him having his accident, and like, he keeps having that mm, dream. Okay, where like he'll go to the ancient one, and then the ancient one is just Says no. It's, no, he'll like let him in, but then like when he finds out, just like in the original story, that Mordo's going to kill him. Instead of Mordo silencing him, like Strange goes to the ancient one, and is like, "Oh, Mordo's going to kill." He's like, "Oh, it's such a jerk! Like you're trying to like slander your my 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 pupil." Yeah, yeah. get out! You're a horrible person. Oh. And he's just like, maybe I, maybe I'm not changed, Wong. Maybe I haven't changed as a person. Oh and I'm like, yeah, you're doubting yourself. Okay, just like the dark version of you, or like the nightmare yep. version of you, or the whatever version of you will do in the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're really trying to do apples and oranges here, or like Ralph Macchio was like, let's just tell a story about nightmare. Yeah, he really should be the next big bad in the film anyway. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but Instead like, Wanda. I initially I was like really came into this being a little like um judgy of it. Yeah, like I are. was really like, oh okay, like it's silly and fun and maybe because i recently was like we had to go we were doing a back issues and like i ended up reading a whole bunch of like like rereading rereading a whole bunch of like older stuff and like there's just something kitschy about that especially when it comes to dr strange because it's dr strange it just all works yeah so what do you I, think dr orpheus came right from? so maybe i was like primed you know what i mean yeah for this for classic strange right um, I think Ralph Macchio actually was one of the editors of the book you did was, on back issues. So he was, he was, he was, but he's actually the editor of like a compilation that had that book in it. Ah. And like, he tries to explain why everything's in there and it's so hand wavy and bullshit. It yeah. doesn't matter like why the other issues are in that compilation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was not, I was like, I don't know. But again, like I have to give it up to them for not trying to force a change to the other ongoing book. To in the make main it, book. Yeah, yeah. To make it fit. So that you're not like, what's happening? Why, where's Dr. Strange? Like I wanted to read about him, mm-hmm. you know, first of all, get them a trade. Yeah, get them, get them the oath, get them an epic collection, get them a trade, go yeah. get them, get what these phantom people are coming in, get them that, right? And then I guess also pack this in with it. Um, there you go. It was fun. It's old feeling. Um, it's just a one-off little adventure. It's a one and done. So, oh, there's no more issues after this. This is this. Was oh it. my god, that's even more. Yeah, that's that's very calculated. Yeah, how brilliant. <laughs> that's fun. Well, it's a good recommendation for you then. Yeah, hey, and hey. like I said, as soon as the Darkhold showed up, I'm like, like okay. okay. 
it's so amazing too because like there's just like there's so many like old like sort of like cliches to it where i'm just like wait why didn't they just do this and i'm like oh yeah because who cares like mm -hmm. at the end of the day like strange gets the dark hole back i'm not spoiling anything here he puts it back in the library it just mm -hmm. goes in the library it's the dark hole yeah he's just like it just goes on the shelf yeah but like this time he casts like a, a like a concealment spell on it i'm like you didn't do that before right well, I didn't think I had to. I got the sanctum. It's pretty. It's pretty lock stock over here. Come on. Yeah. I guess it should be. People, if... No. <laughs> uh, Wilbert Robinson, what trades would you two recommend for those of us who trade weight? I'm pre-ordering now, even since I missed the start, the far sector trade. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, no, no, no new ones. I mean, you know, there's some good stuff, but um, Shang Chi. Yeah, pre-order that uh, first... twelve issue series. Well, I don't know. Did they break it up, or are they only going to do it as a twelve? I don't know. Check out Shang Chi. See if there's anything there for that. Yeah. Um, what else is? What else? Is, there's been so many things. I don't really pay attention to when trades come out. Me so either. That is not so helpful I really couldn't to you. help you. I am not. I am not helpful. Yeah. Even remotely to you right now because no. I'm not usually one working on that. But hey, you know what? Maybe that's something we should pay attention to a little bit more so that we can have that ready for you on the show. Yeah. The fodder box kid. Hey guys, me again, finally finishing scripting my uh, first issue of my comic. And I've been reading ultimate Spider-Man on the bus volume one and saga book one after watching some of the back issues on both of them. Well, thank you very much for your support and congratulations on finishing up your first issue. Good luck with that. Uh, hopefully you find yourself a great collaborator. Uh, remember not to refer to them as your artist, just call them your collaborator, your partner. Uh, because they're going to come up with ideas you never even thought of. Uh, Jordan Phil, uh, what are your favorite Captain America stories? Mine's Mark Wade's run after Heroes Are Born. The Return, uh, loved the recent back issues. Thanks for keeping up the good work. Thank you very much. I actually just recently revisited the Captain America after Heroes Are Born, The Return with Ron Garney and uh, and Kubert, and it's great. Uh, it is a terrific series. Uh, I like the Somni run with uh, Wade. Um, it's very short, but it's still really great. Uh, the Brubaker run is also, lo uh, I love that as well. Uh, I especially enjoyed um, the Captain America Reborn miniseries, which was really fun. Uh, so those are a couple of rep recommendations for you right there. All right. Uh, I know there were a bunch of these, so let me jump in. Oh, yeah, go for it. Oh, I think we're good then. Maybe we, maybe okay, we caught it up Okay, never mind. Maybe we're great. Yeah, there's still more. <laughs> we, got st we got more books. Don't worry. Um, so yeah, uh, I read uh, World's Finest number two. Okay. That is to say, Batman, Superman, World's Finest from Mark Wade and Dan Mora. Uh, of course, Dan Mora was born to draw in this book. I mean, really, he was born to draw uh, Once in Future, but he also uh, then used his extra time to draw this. Uh, the <laughs> first you. two issues are a uh, backdoor Doom Patrol pitch from Mark Wade and Dan Mora, which I guess anyone would want to read. But this is very much like how Mark Wade remembers the Doom Patrol, and it's not subversive or, you know boundary pushing or anything like uh the, the way run or the morrison run or anything like that mm -hmm. um you know i, I do miss darrington uh, badly oh. i don't know where the hell he went but right. uh he's great uh but yeah this is a great series uh i'm only on issue two but it's a flashback book about batman and superman uh they're dealing with felix faust uh so it's all the stuff that mark wade remembers and, and wants to play with uh supergirl and robin team up and it's it, it's incredible looking okay um, the the art is second to none like for as much as I enjoyed the art in issue one, I think Dan Mora really hit his stride and he's really nailed what he's doing with this. Okay. Uh, and so the art is next level on issue two. So it's definitely worth picking up just for the art alone. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Tamara Bonvillain did the colors and they are striking and she's, gorgeous she in this. incredible. She is. Tamara, if you're available, I'd like to have you uh, actually color a piece for me. That's really important. Really? Uh, yeah. I think she'd be, a, I think she'd do a great job based on Dan Mora's. Uh, pencils here okay uh, but yeah gorgeous book uh, and fun and uh, uh just 
everyone is you get to see mark wade's interpretation of superman batman uh miles calder uh niles calder uh, like what elastigirl um robin supergirl uh you know robot man everybody like it's really fun yeah and uh and 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 it introduces the new like the, the main bad guy who's a new character he created who's like a japanese demon ghost king emperor thing it's fun it's just whatever it's it's a, a lot going on it's there. a classic story written by a classic writer who is like who's making a triumphant if not woefully under a celebrated return to dc comics you should okay. definitely read it if you like batman superman or even the doom patrol uh because the doom patrol don't get a lot of play nowadays despite them having like a fan favorite series on uh, hbo max it's yeah listen I, that's okay and here's why because like what you don't like what makes doom patrols the good story so great is there was a people stay the hell away from it people stay the hell away from it but also because like someone had a story to tell that's and someone true. had a passion for that project yeah, you don't want an they, ongoing doom patrol book that's what i there are just some characters where it's like would we like more stories about them sure but like it definitely takes a special type of creator to create something worthwhile for those characters that's true Mike Manhattan, have you read Astro City or Aerosmith from Image? Uh, I have Astro City. I've never read it. I've never picked it up. Just didn't appeal to me. But uh, I should because it's a seminal piece that I I know should be a thing uh, for in my library. Uh, Devin Lo Lovin. Uh, Devin Lovin. Uh, certainly changing mm -hmm. out of my work clothes. Uh, currently changing out of my work clothes. Uh, just wondering if Twitter was a good place for YouTube Shorts suggestions. Love everyone and all your work. Thank you very much. Uh, actually, there's a, there's a thread going on in the community tab where I was like, throw me a link or at least like tell me what episode back issues and a timestamp. And I will look for those and pull like seminal moments from back issues and make those into shorts. Nice. So hang on to the uh, check that out and you can give me a recommendation there or you can just tweet me and I'll look at, at look at it there. Uh, Tiffany, you read Wolverine number 20. Yeah, I, you know me. I couldn't help myself. Well, it's a Qbert. It's a Qbert. So, like, I I literally, I was actually funny because, like, Comixology will just lay out all the issues you read. And, like, I was like, oh, I read for quite a bit. And then, mm -hmm. like, there's just a gap. Yeah. This is a pretty, it's not a huge gap, but there's a gap. Noticeable. And I was like, you know what, though? But I read 10 Lies and 10 Deaths, so I know what he's been doing recently. Yeah. And, uh, and that, that might have that, that might have kept you from reading more. So, I'm surprised <laughs> that it, uh. Not 10 Lives. No, that's true. But Deaths. 10 Lives, yeah. Woof. But yeah, then it's Ben Percy writing this, but it's art by Adam Kubert. Awesome. Um, which just looks fantastic. Great to see a Kubert back in Marvel. Right. Just, but it looks so good. Like Kubert's just a good fit. It's just great. It's gritty. Yeah. There's a lot of fun panel layouts wow. going on here. Like playing with just, it. Why? What, I don't know. What's the theme? What? Why the circle? With I the, I really don't know. Just wanted to do the it. Theme is Deadpool's in this. I know Deadpool's in it. Um, yeah, I heard and about like, it. I know a lot of people like were like, this really wasn't a Wolverine book. But don't worry, Deadpool already got you with that one. Well, Deadpool didn't have a freaking book yeah, for no reason whatsoever. Deadpool made sure to to mention that to you already because he's like, I know. You're getting, <laughs> you're getting irritated. I I thought this was a Wolverine issue. You're huffing and puffing to yourself, ready to fire off a smarmy tweet to ex hashtag X spoilers that'll get three likes. <laughs> I was like, damn. Shots fired. Yeah, and uh, accurate shots. Yeah, and like by the way, not only shots fired, but he also like shoots up a bunch of CGC graded Wolverine comics. <laughs> which like you'll notice that um, friend Victor Bogdanovich. Hey, also on good there. for you. That's fun. You got a cameo there, Vic. Um, but like, yeah, like first of all, can we just talk about Hubert's art? Because it's like Hubert's drawing Deadpool, and he's fun, and it's bright, and it's like lovely looking. And then you get these types <sighs> of like yeah. panels of like just 
grim, gritty, like Wolverine skulking through a forest using just the black inks to like depict trees. There's also something really fun where they're using this fingerprint yeah, texture. I saw it all throughout the book. Well, that looks like a, like the sun is breaking through yeah, the foliage. But it's they're just these fingerprints oh, wow. and they're all over the book and I love them. I That's love cool. this because again, it just Wolverine books get to have this feel. It's yeah. They're dirty feeling. They should. And yeah, exactly. Um, but this book really is very much about like it's about two things. It's about Wolverine like wanting to go get his hand back because he like had a, he lost a hand at one point he's, mm. he has two now it's fine. yeah um but he's worried because he's like you know what like a i want to get back revenge b like you know we've seen other organizations make almost simultaneous breakthroughs in technology as we're making mm-hmm. what if they then figure out the resurrection protocol of some mm-hmm. sort like they already did stuff with domino like the whole thing right yeah like, i want to get that back and find out what's going on fair Deadpool wants to get onto this island. And let me just tell you, I really like Percy's voice for Deadpool. Mm. It's fun. It's snarky. It is fourth wall breaking. At the very beginning of this book, it's actually Deadpool narrating about Wolverine, which is great because Deadpool clearly is infatuated with Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got like Wolverine like rugs <laughs> and like all sorts of things, right? Yeah. But like he mentions that like Wolverine doesn't like being like like part of a team. Like he never wanted to be part of X Force or the X Men or the Avengers or Alpha Flight or the yeah. Justice League or the Chippendales. But he, <laughs> he can say Justice League because he's a fourth wall breaking yeah, yeah, like, yeah. character. And like he mentions even like how like you know he sells comic books like that kind of thing. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, so like, we go through all the different ways Deadpool's try to get onto Krakoa, mm-hmm. um, and then inevitably, like his his like his friend who we saw in the movie, um, his that that older woman. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fine. Because um, it's just not going to come to me. <laughs> no. It's and the harder I try, it's like a man's name. I'm trying to remember it. Al. Al. Thank you. Thanks, Brain. Mm-hmm. Thank you for saying that out loud. Um, <laughs> gives him some additional advice where it's just like, you got to make yourself less like of an ass and more of an asset. Uh. Gives her, gives him a file that she was able to scrounge up for him that like shows what is actually going on with those hands, mm-hmm. like the hands and the body parts. And like, you got to help figure that out. And then they'll probably let, let you on. Yeah. So like Deadpool gets to a location before Wolverine. Um, there's a bunch of like robots that are X-Men. Okay. So it's like a Wolverine robot. So are they arcades? No, oh. no, there's a very different reveal at the end of this book. Okay. But needless to say, it looks like we're going to be getting like a Wolverine Deadpool team up, which I'm here for. And like, yeah. I will read this, this arc through. I have no doubt. Yeah. With, with a Cuber drawing it and Percy's voice for Deadpool, I'm in. It's danger. Oh, that's right. I remember that spoiler. Yep. It's danger. Danger. Danger's back. It's great to use danger. What's danger's plan with the sentinels and everything? We don't know. It's just I mean, liter- she's not really a danger. Or she's not really a sentinel, but you know. No, but like, well, she's part of the danger room. And yeah, she's a freaking robot. But she's an AI as well. Yeah, Let's AI. not forget that. And exactly. like, I love that they're bringing that in. Like, I think that's, that's like, pretty, no, when I saw it, I was like, that's such a brilliant that's idea. It's so smart. It's yeah. so smart because the fact that it's like, the X-Men seem to have a really big issue with robots. Yeah, this is and the like, era where they hate like, robots. But they, but they always have. If you think about it. Yes, it's always like, been Sentinels. It's always and, been robots. It's always like, been robots. It's been humanity, but it's been robots, yeah. right? Like, Yeah, no, that's true. Like, even in the cartoon, Wolverine can only kill robots. Mm. <laughs> like, I just, I like it. I like yeah. that quite a bit. Um, I like that so, too. Yeah, so dangerous here. But like I said, the reason to read this book, even if you're like you're looking for a Wolverine book, and if you're a Wolverine fan, you probably were a little annoyed at this. But I think that you needed to have this like, hey, this is going to be what I'm doing with Deadpool. This is my voice for him. This yeah. is why he's going to be part of this. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to get into it. But like, I'm really looking forward to the like interactions between these two characters and 
you know how they're going to get through this yeah i, I seriously doubt the deadpool be allowed to go maybe, to Krakoa. But maybe i don't know i mean he could because <laughs> nobody's doing anything with him which is really weird all he wants is this yeah he just wants it uh so i read hulk number six okay. i know people are really down on this series this is from uh, donny cates and ryan otley it's the last issue of this arc and it's moving on to another arc. I thought maybe it was like, oh, maybe they're only going to do six issues, which would be kind of bold and interesting. That is such a Spawn-looking cover. Yep, they want you to... I'm, I think they want you to think that. Uh, the idea here is that, uh, what you know, everybody's got a Hulk. What's Hulk's Hulk? And I'm like, his name is Clue, and he was introduced in Axis, and Donnie Kate's like, who the fuck cares about that? How about this, though? Everybody's got a Hulk? Everybody's got a Hulk. That sounds like a Sesame Street song. Everybody's got a Hulk, man. And it's true. Like, you know, you saw Spider-Man's Hulk in this. You saw, like, you know, we know what Ross's Hulk is. We know what Betty's Hulk is. We know what, like, Amadeus Cho's Hulk is. Or Rick Jones's Hulk. Or, you know, Doc Samson's Hulk. Like, we've seen everyone's Hulk. How about Hulk's Hulk? And I'm like, well, yeah, we did that already. But, like, again, who cares? Like, that was a different thing. He got flipped. What about that? So it's new Hulk. Hulk's Hulk. That's the big thing. And so we're exploring that and who the Betty Ross in Hulk's Bruce Banner's subconscious is. Uh, finally, he wraps up his time in the alternate dimension where Bruce Banner is not a Hulk. And uh, the, the Gamma program has been uh, abused and used by Ross to become president of the United States and no superheroes. And it's I honestly, here's the thing. Like, if I were a huge Hulk fan, I'd probably hate this. I mean, I, I like I really do feel that way. Like, I'm like, I get it, Hulk fans, but I'm not a Hulk fan. Like, I'm straight up just not a Hulk fan. I, I, I like Hulk. I love Hulk as a major as a major patch in the tapestry of the quilt that is the Marvel Universe. I think he's incredibly integral and important and I love his character, but I don't care. Like, I'm not, like, because Hulk has been so many goddamn things. Hulk's had bandoliers and shotguns. Hulk's been smart. He's been stupid. He's been six different characters. Like, he's had, he's been gray and he's been a mob and four. Like, he's been everything. Yeah. He's been, he's had a, a, a spiky tongue from 2099. Like he's been everything. I've seen every iteration of Hulk that could possibly exist. So it's like, for me, whatever, do whatever you want. You could, you could do anything. Yeah. Like he could be, you could make Hulk Galactus, which they do in this issue. Like you could do anything with Hulk and it doesn't matter because Hulk is the most plastic character in the Marvel universe, as it turns out. And I get it. And I, and I, and so when I read this, I was like, ah! like I had no problem reading the series and i i enjoyed every issue because it's it's just fun right and i don't know if like it's insulting to hulk fans but i don't care and i just enjoyed it it's just fine then you see gary frank's art for the next cover where hulk fights thor and it's like how did you get gary frank to he, come to marvel because he used to draw this yeah, but like that was—I mean, it was a long time ago. But maybe it was he's a got, long but time maybe ago. Maybe there's a nostalgia there for him. He's just like, I'd like another try to draw on the Hulk. Like sometimes artists want another chance. Yeah, but he looks like a freaking dumbass. Like he looks like RoboCop. Oh. What's funny is Gary Frank's art is like he throws that away. There, there's no, there's no smash drop. Right, so he's just doing what he just does what he wants. I yeah, mean, they're covers. But that's, but that's what I'm saying. Like that's he's just true. like I don't, I, I want to do what I want to do, and like maybe I do. I, maybe he just likes the character. He likes drawing it. Like I mean, how often just, does Gary Frank? over at dc get to draw a character quite like the hulk never uh, well i mean unless he's stuck around long enough because every couple of every 10 years know, DC tries to make a hulk <laughs> but uh it, it, it's fine i i recommend it i think it's fine we'll do it on back issues first six issues you know there's no way i'm not gonna i gotta because it's like what <laughs> what uh but yeah it, it, it's it's ridiculous you know and again i get it i get it hulk fans but like 
you know what? Like maybe this is a, Hey, non-Hulk fans read this. You'll probably check it out. Uh, you'll probably dig it. It, it reads fast too. It's a fast read. Speaking of which, I also read love of the everlasting number two, and, uh, it is also good. Uh, Elsa Chartier and Tom King. Yeah. That's the Substack book. I like it. It's, I, I love it. It's great. Um, I also read Rorschach finally. It gave me nightmares. Um, you mentioned that. That's my recommendation for, for, for that's, Rorschach. That's my recommendation. It gave me nightmares. Yeah. Um, and that's that's it. That's what we got. So let's we did, I didn't want to go too crazy on books this week. Because no, I thought we didn't we had, need we, to. Because I thought we had something else we were going to be talking about. Well, we have about. to talk about the Spider-Man thing. So, okay. Yes, so uh, let's let's jump into some recommendations and then we'll talk about spoilers. Yeah. I don't want to I don't want to ruin a book that doesn't come out yet. Right. So we're not going to ruin it for you, but we will tell you what we're going to read next week. Yes, And that's right. then we'll ruin it so you can get out of here. Exactly. But so, hang on for the Rex. Yeah. So here's what's coming out uh, this week that we think you should buy. Uh, Death of Justice League 75. Justice League 75. I have it on good authority. It's great. I like like and don't like that cover. See, I love it. You know what it is? It's a it's it's cut. So you open you, you yeah, open yeah, it. That, it's a die cut. It's that's a die cut. that's fine. It's a die cut. In digital, it's a little hard to read. Yep, that's not why it's made. No, I know. I understand like, that. I, I, like and maybe, they're going for a thing. But maybe you should have done a different cover for the digital run. Maybe. I mean, there's <laughs> multiple covers for this run for this okay. issue. So, uh, Dark Knight Steel number six. I'm gonna read Amazing Spider-Man number one, but we'll see what happens with that. Uh, oh, uh, the last Ronin from Ninja Turtles is finally coming to a conclusion. Wow, really? Yep, that's it. Number five. So I'm going to pick that up. That's exciting. Uh, Punisher number two. Got to read that. It's an. It's, it, I love the first issue. That's right. I did read the first issue. You did. What'd you think? I think I liked it. Yeah, I loved it. It was great. I liked it a lot. Yeah, this is with no, him in the hand, right? It was with him in the hand. Yes. Yeah. All it right. Was I'm great. looking forward to that now. It was really, really great. Uh, but yeah, so um, it's easier to read when it's this big, right? It's way easier to read when it's this big because thum- everyone's gonna be like, "It's not that bad." I'd be like, no, "Yeah, but I'm looking at it as a thumbnail." As a thumbnail, <laughs> uh, and Batman Beyond: The White Knight number two. I still have to read number one, but I mean, like, I I've read two runs of Batman by Sean Murphy. I I trust him at this point, right? So I'll, I'll see what what's going on. Um, I think that's it for me. Are you gonna uh, read Rogues number two? Oh yeah, Rogues number two. I gotta read. I like Rogues, so I'm gonna read Rogues number two. <laughs> and uh, I I I was. I don't know if I was like a huge, uh, I, don't, I don't know what, what impression you got from my feeling on we have demons, but uh, I, again, I've read all three issues. And uh, again, if you love spawn, you should be reading this series. Like if you are like, I comics haven't been good since spawn. You should read. We have demons. Cause I think you're going to enjoy it. Um, it's funny. I was actually rereading uh, the the last night on earth. And it reminded me that like, that was the tipping point for Scott Snyder's like, epic three issue runs on everything you know like all of his books are three issues mm-hmm. except for uh noctera but um it's just funny i was like wow he's really going for these robust three issues right. so i just finished uh night of the ghoul and i really enjoyed it right by the way if you haven't read uh night of the ghoul from scott snyder and uh frank avia it's, it's really good but i feel like uh it, it could have stood to be another issue you know, okay. like you compare it to something like witches and it's like, mm-hmm. like he took time, like witches, you could tell like can, there was love and time. Can, yeah. Can we talk about how like, that's why like when people are like, don't you want a sequel? I'm like, no, no, it's no. perfect. It's no, good. We're good. done. He's good. Yeah. He don't touch that again, Scott. What about that other one? The one from the image magazine? It's the one that's just uh, Terminator. Yeah, that's the one. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's good. But like I was, I'm happy. Right. Um, let's talk about some stuff. Step by step, bloody step number three is coming out. This wow. is the Cy Spurrier, uh, Matea Bagara. It's like it's it's just a wordless comic. It's great. Yeah. Um, it's it's really 
lovely looking. Um, I really like the story. Again, not for everybody. Not everyone wants to interpret art for your story, but I do. And I like the exercise. I really enjoy the exercise quite a bit. Yeah. Um, there's like, I, I don't know if I'm going to necessarily read this or not, but like, I really just want to point this out. There's like something going on. We're getting more vampire comics. I mean, like the vampire comics never seem to go away. No, they never do. They but never go but away. there's like more vampires. There's occasionally, than occasionally there'll be more vampires. Like we got DC vampires going out that Jeff Miller's got a vampire book. Philadelphia is still coming out, I think. And I got Bloodstained Teeth, number one by Christian Ward, mm-hmm. um, who wrote Odyssey. So if you like that book, you might be interested in this. Um, art by Patrick Reynolds, but like I love this cover. So I, cover. the cover alone might get me to read this. Yeah. At least check it out, right? At least one. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if I'm recommending this, but <laughs> I'm giving you a heads up that um Sabretooth number three is coming out by Victor Laval and uh, Leonard Kirk. Uh, they're making a big deal about him seemingly like, like Sabretooth is going to be an important part of Krakoa. So like, I sure I he is. Feel like I that's need, why Jonathan we got rid of him. I feel like I need to keep up. So we're keeping up Uh Knights of X. Number one. I'm very excited for this because this is basically the return of Excalibur. Yep. Different name for the book. Kind of really like the logo quite a bit. Yeah, it's pretty great. Looking pretty good there. Written by Teeny Howard with art by Bob Quinn. I don't know if I know Quinn's work, Um, but I'm still going to check it out. You know because- nothing of my work looking forward to it um also want to give a shout out to swamp thing number 12 i definitely fell off of this book but i now that we're probably it's 12 of 16 um so it's a season two oh. i should be able to go back and probably pick up quite a bit of this yeah probably okay um so i should do that and then of course the thing i'm probably easily the most excited about that's coming out this week is saga number 58 uh, written by brian k vaughn with art by fiona staples just we're back baby <laughs> <laughs> we're back so uh okay Spoilers here on out for uh, just two pages of so Amazing we'll, Spider-Man. I haven't read the whole series. So we'll give you a chance. I haven't read the whole issue yet. So, But but I want to preface it by saying, like, normally we don't do this. And uh, and I want to really, like, stress the fact that, like, I'm not a big fan of spoilers and I don't like leaks and I, I don't believe in them. But also, like, you know, when it comes to this kind of thing, number one, we're going to talk about it if it's, like, that kind of big. If it was a leak for a book that had, like, under 30,000, like, like readers i'd be i'd feel remiss in doing that because i don't want to spoil a book or hurt it but amazing spider-man number one is going to sell whether i talk about the last two pages or not and no one has to worry about it like nobody's going to be worried about it and they're not doing and and Uh, and please by the way don't put spoilers into the chat because you still need to give people a chance to get out of here if we're not giving spoilers yet don't give spoilers yet yeah uh, and that's not the spoilers that you think. And that's why I'm actually seeing different ideas for spoilers. I'm like, good. Nobody really knows. It's not really out there yet. It's not as, as, as prolific, mm-hmm. but, uh, but By you way, know. apparently Bob Quinn did way of the X and I oh, okay. like the look of that book. So hooray. Yay. The, the, the logo. No, the, the artist for, oh, for X cool. or for Knights of X is awesome. the same as who did way of X. Uh, but yeah, man. Uh, so, uh, amazing Spider-Man number one is coming out. Uh, it's from Zeb Wells and John Romita jr. A lot of people are like, we're upset to see John Romita Jr. doing art. We're going to talk about this book in depth when I read the damn thing. Yeah. Uh, but again, I don't believe in piracy. And uh, this is one of those things where it's like the, the two pages were spoiled on like Reddit. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I didn't download the book. I don't find I didn't know if it was available or not, but I saw those. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's the thing. Uh, the last two pages seem to indicate uh, that there is going to be a big major upheaval change for uh, a supporting character. And it feels really like deliberate and borderline vindictive and there was a piece of promotional art that indicates what might be involved which was uh, peter going one way and mary jane going another way despite the fact that the entire nick spencer run was kind of bringing them back together Mm -hmm. and uh, i i think that it is i think the last two pages of this issue uh from the leaks and this is only extrapolating from the leaks 
uh, is that I feel like there's something going on here and it's a kind of thing where it, it shouldn't, but the, the, the comic book industry is so small and insular that like it can. So uh, the, the context for this is that uh, Mary Jane will have been revealed to have had two children with somebody else sometime between the, the pages of Spider-Man. And these kids are like years old. And so there might be an indication that like, and I don't know the context. That's the other thing. That's the real problem with leaks. But I want to talk about this like bigger concept, um, which is why we're bringing it up in the first place. But we'll talk more in depth about it next week uh, because that issue comes out this week. Uh, but uh, Mary Jane had two kids with, with, with somebody else. And we've seen what happens when you do that with like a major Spider-Man love interest that she had kids with somebody else mm-hmm. uh, and that they would react. Um, you know, people talk about since past to this day and it's a 10 year old story. So I guess like it worked, right? Haha. <laughs> but um, in this case, there are two children who are like eight and 10, something like that. They're mm-hmm. children, but they're old enough to have been around for a while. And uh, Mary Jane kept them a secret or whatever, or maybe it was during their break or we don't know when one more thing happened. It seems very out of character. Yeah, very, very out of character. She would not. She wouldn't have disclosed that information. Or taken responsibility for them. Or taken responsibility for them. Not Um, gone and done that Mysterio story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She definitely did that. Yeah. Uh, But uh, yeah. Uh, And then there's there's other spoilers. Not spoilers. There were teases about like the, the... the fact that like Moira is going to be involved with Mary Jane and stuff like that. I, I couldn't care less. It's, it is so beyond my interest at this point, like what they've done to Moira, how far away it came from the, from what Hickman was clearly indicating mm-hmm. and how it's involving books that like I read, but not anymore. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's really weird and it could be like a misdirect. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I'm perfectly willing to make, to date this episode and make it, completely not evergreen as it is already uh, by saying the whole thing, all everyone's outrage, all the speculation, it's all fake and yeah. it's all just a misdirect or it, maybe they're, 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 they're artificial life forms or they're the like, holograms or implanted memories or something. There's some sort of clone thing going on here. Right. right. But like that they're, that they're mom, that, that, that she is a mother and that they're hers. Maybe she's uh maybe they're adopted. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe they were from this guy. You know, he had somebody and she just ended up being their mom. They call her mom. But one of them looks exactly like Mary Jane. Right. So, you know, but uh, here's what I think. If if it is, if we can believe it and if it is what's going on, um, I, I, I think that it comes from a place of like embarrassment and retaliation. And what do I mean by that? Um, I think that Nick Spencer had a different ending in mind for his Spider-Man run. And I think that the hobbled together rushed non-indicative of his talent ending suggests that I think that it like, right. You know uh, how um, the Marvel dark ages book, that last issue was just six issues crammed into one. Mm-hmm. His tale was like, Bye not indicative of his writing like just not what you'd expect from tom taylor you would expect oh he just crammed a bunch of issues into one issue and wrapped it all up and and said happy trails nick spencer's book was damaged as a result of decisions made and setups that were not paid off i believe that either nick spencer believed he had or tried to circumvent approval 
for undoing one more day during his run. All conspiracy theories. This is my tinfoil hat. <laughs> and and I, I don't want anybody to take this as gospel. I don't want anybody to think this is like a, like what's happening. I, don't, I know I talk to comic book creators and I, I have no advanced knowledge of this. And I swear that that is not the case. I don't have any information about that. But I believe in like a kind of conspiratorial way that Nick Spencer tried to undo one, one, one more day. And I think that editorial at Marvel is so lax and so hands-off and seeing the behind the scenes on certain other elements of the comic book or ancillary comic book industry, I believe that's the case. Uh, that they're, that ha- that it's so hands-off that by the time they found out he was going to do that, they like pulled the rug out from under him and changed the gears severely. And I think that it could have been bad enough that they disrupted his run and made the run bad as a result or made it not satisfying uh, as a result. But I think they were so angry and embarrassed by being so asleep at the wheel that they could have undone that decision that they then cast a bunch of writers to run Spider-Man for a little while as like a kind of audition period to be like, who's going to run, who's going to write Spider-Man? And I think Zeb Wells pitched an idea that was so antithetical to the Spencer run. That's like, there will be no way to undo one more day after I'm done with it. And they went with that one as a way of being like, ah, like you not only are going to do a a run that will sell Spider-Man, but you're also going to stick it to the previous run and also future proof Spider-Man from that ever happening again, because we'll be damned if we hire more editors or be more aware or more alert in our editing process like I, I think that there's like something going on there where it's like this this really petty angry reaction where you they're like so? no okay I, because i think and i think it's connected i think it's like yeah i def i i believe that nick spencer's ending was going to undo one more day and i believe that they didn't know what they were doing until like the last six issues and they went oh change it so okay here's a question for you are these kids the same age or is one clearly older than the other? One, I think one's older than the other. Okay. Let's say, are there any, is there any way they're his? Right. Like she was like, I can't tell him. I mean, that could be a She's thing. Like, I cannot. Like I, maybe she has like a cousin or a brother. Doesn't she have some sibling? She has a, she has a, a, a niece. Does she have a sister? She has a sister, Gail. Yeah. Yeah. She has a sister and a niece. Does, both does, of whom c- or could have children. Does she look like? either of these people she looks like her niece her niece looks like a thinner befreckled version of herself but i was just gonna say like she has other family that these kids could be living with yeah that like nobody sees anymore because everyone forgot they well and gail has children okay like multiple children okay because she had children out of wedlock or no she had she had like a very she had like a shotgun wedding basically right uh before mary jane even like met peter right i'm I'm just trying to be the silver lining here because i'm sure you're correct but i do want to just be like what well, what it, if what if they're his right. what if she was just like if it was at a point in their relationship where she's like he can't do this yeah and well like, that's that is one and more like, day and that, like, that, i know that's, oh, that's omit omit was i know we can't have children yeah and she's like so you'll never have but them. they might love that right mm-hmm. that's also even more that it's is damning but that's, it's damning that's, in a loving way it's something that you can come back from inevitably yeah 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 i guess so but it also it goes from Spider-Man being married, aging him to severely aging him. Right. Right. Like that well, makes Spider-Man not only, you see, they were worried about Spider-Man being a divorcee. 
when they were trying to unmake I know. the marriage. I know. But now he's a deadbeat father. He's not a deadbeat father. No, but like the audience doesn't care. No. Like the audience doesn't understand nuance or, or subtlety. They're not no. going to want to just like they're, they're not gonna say it that way. Mm. Spider-Man didn't really make a deal with the devil, but that's what everybody said. <laughs> like that's not the devil. And he made it to save somebody. He's not a monster, but that's not how everybody took it. Right. And they're not gonna take this lightly either. He wouldn't know though. He's right, like, but it's like, like Anakin. He should have. Right. It's like Anakin. Yeah. I but it also would make it so that Mary Jane would be irredeemable to the audience. I no, I think I I think I think they didn't buy her and omit. No, here's the thing. It makes her irredeemable to the audience until a really talented writer comes along and makes it not. Right, but what like, what you, are the odds of that you, happening? You they could be pretty good. Like if they let that happen, mm-hmm. you left the door open that someone come come in and trust me, they will convince you that like she did everything for all the right reasons. Yeah. And if he can and listen, if your fictitious character Peter Parker can forgive Mary Jane, then you can too. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, and that's what they're hoping for. That's what they want. Like that's why they wrote omit. I know. Because they were like, oh, well, I'll just take everything that the editor or the editor-in-chief wanted and have Mary Jane say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you have to make it come from her character. And like... Well, but she hasn't had not, a character I'm not in saying like that that's years. really what happened here. Like, you know, you got... Spider-Man has history with, you know, what I just described. Mm-hmm. He's got history with clones. Yeah. He's got history with, like... Was it was it her or was it the clone? Who had the, the miscarriage? She did. Yeah. Which did she really, though? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like originally it was that Norman swapped it with a dead baby, which is like horrific, but right. Yeah. Like these characters have had really weird histories in terms of children and people like looking like them, but not being them. Right. No, totally. Yeah. No, that's fair. Uh, It's just, it is, it is in the other thing is now that's, that's all the tinfoil hat theory stuff. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, doing that is indicative of a, of a, this is the kind of thing that Dan Slott must clap his hands and fall out of his chair laughing over because it is in every way that that approach to comic book storytelling, which is a belief that I don't subscribe to, which is if your audience is angry, they are engaged. Yeah, no, it's not the right thing to do. And I'm like, I understand. Like, why do people accept dragging Matt Murdock through the mud, but they don't like it when it happens to Peter? Right? Like, mm-hmm. And I, I think there's actually, it's twofold as to why that is, but part of it is because like for Matt, it's a redemption story and it's all, he's a glutton for punishment. You know, like for Peter is, it's very much of an interpretation if you believe that Peter Parker needs to suffer to be interesting. Especially since most of the audience who's writing comics now grew up on a married Peter Parker who only suffered when Venom showed up you know yeah but editorial doesn't even remember like they're not thinking about that they're right. thinking like well no we're thinking of like archie andrews love triangles and stuff and i'm like dude that's 50 years ago <laughs> like, yeah, we're not talking go. about 20 years ago 20 years ago was almost when one more day happened right right like we're, 20 20 years ago is fun as for j michael straczynski creator of babylon 5's run mm-hmm. on spider-man not roger stern right you know so, so I, and i do i want to talk about a couple of other things please yeah before, before we wrap up before we wrap this up one let's can we just talk about the fact that this is a quote-unquote leak mm-hmm. okay because it's like it's a leak yeah someone right? took photos someone with their phone of, their a, of a book they were given in confidence right in confidence now i'm i'm still gonna do this leak right because like i absolutely think that someone could have just done that because they're like holy crap look at this shit yeah. right but i think also it could be two other Two other well. possibilities. Two other possibilities. One, Marvel's like, you know, it's going to get 
asses in the seats for this book. Right. That. Yeah, because people are already kind of pissed. Like people, I, I love John Romita Jr. on Spider-Man. Yeah. Now, I don't think that John Romita Jr. is at his best period right now. Right. As but, it was. But, but they like, already know that it is a controversial choice and that could turn people off. Yes. And but as, like, as much as this will make a lot of people go like, I don't want to read this series. There are enough other people who go like, I have to pick this up. Yeah. It's, and it's a huge issue mm-hmm. it's gonna be six dollars yeah so like they might have been like i want you to go and find out i want this to be the number one book yeah. of the month yeah so like it could just be like literally like i don't care i want this to happen well it's also coming out against the death of the justice league yeah and the debut of the dark crisis right so it's like- right so they might have planted this two i guess there's really three possibilities mm. the second possibility is some I, and I, this one i sincerely doubt someone was like have we gone too far <laughs> let's find out <laughs> You mean like somebody at a, like another like a senior editor at Marvel was like, I I I know we all agreed on this, but like let's but now see, that I'm seeing it, I, I kind of don't like it. I'm kind of worried. Let's see what the audience says before it comes out. Oh no. Yeah. Um, and then three would be that they could that this could have also been planted out there to soften the blow. Yeah. Because now you've already reacted to it. Right. So now you'll just buy it and read the book. And you'll just maybe read the you'll book maybe you'll then, think about maybe you'll it won't be such a shock even though it's clearly made to be a shock. Yeah. Uh, and you'll just read the comic and maybe enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's likely to happen. I'm just saying. But no, it's, I'm it just is, saying like there's a kind of like if it was planted, which I don't know. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. Like, right. It, it probably is because, like, seriously, if someone did have that book, I could absolutely somebody's taking a picture of that. Like, oh, that doesn't yeah. surprise me at all. But also, marketing is going to do what marketing is going to do. Yeah. I know there's also another component to this. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like stuff about Moira out there. Yes. Do you want to talk about that at all? Because okay, I, I am so, less educated about this. Uh, just like Robot Moira is going to crash the Hellfire Gala and take sure. over Mary Jane and use her body. And then it's going to like lead it. Maybe it leads into like the Dark Web miniseries right, event thing I that's happening. I saw somebody mention that like this this book says something about like six months like it's a six month time jump yeah so has the hellfire gala happened already then i don't know so like, i don't know anything it, about it all i know is, is what it, i saw is it mj is it moira right yeah like is what, it moira she actually just, she's like i need a redhead right and it's just i don't know it's weird it's a weird time and it's a and, and, and like, yeah and a weird bunch of decisions like all if around hickman were here that would not be happening no <laughs> that would not have happened from with hickman this hickman has nothing to do with it no, but I yeah no but, but that moira thing would not well moira would not be a friggin' robot I just, I don't so I just don't uh, that's what's happening uh joseph uh canella well major yikes that definitely destroys my interest in the book especially after beyond's ending can we please get a new spider-man editorial you know i will i will say this i don't because i'm not interested i'm not in the business of giving of making of, of, of making demonizing creators or editors or anything like that uh i know that nick lowe is a beloved uh friend and editor and i've seen his work before and I, you know i've read his books and uh as i understand he's a, he's a stand-up guy and uh it's a hard job being editor of a book that everyone imagines themselves as the protagonist for and that's really the thing right like mm-hmm. like everybody thinks they're indiana jones and i think everybody who reads spider-man thinks they're spider-man and when Spider-Man like stubs their toe, they're mad that their toe that their toe is stubbed. And so, like, before you name names and pick people, like I-, I can talk about editorial, like it's this phantom cloud. And I can talk about like conspiracies and decisions and you know, but these are decisions made by business people who are who are trying to sell comic books at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And, and yes, I-, I do believe they should keep the personal shit out of it. But I'm never asking for anybody to get fired and I'm never asking for anybody to be demonized or attacked or, or, or bullied. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, talking about them is very different, I think, than inciting people to lose their shit over this. Mm-hmm. And I, I, 
I also believe that like Nick Lowe, if we're going to name names in terms of who's being involved and who people are targeting at this point, you know, before it was Joe Casada, you know, everybody was mad at Joe Casada, Dan DiDio, Nick Lowe, Dan Slott, you know, everybody was mad at whoever it was that they could, that they could name. I think you could be mad at Joe Casada. Joe Casada brought his personal shit to the table, but at the same time, it's the editor's job to take the shit, to take the heat. You know, they make good and bad decisions mm-hmm. and they, uh, they and they make many decisions that you never even see them make. And it's it's the Dio's the Dio was responsible for making sure that comics came first to DC Comics. Mm-hmm. People don't think about that. You know, they think about like his personal baggage that he brought to the table. Like and I think that a, an ideal editor doesn't do that. Doesn't mm-hmm. go like, I think that I think Dick Grayson sucks and he should go away. You know, it's like, don't do that. <laughs> you know, but like but your philosophy on comics is sound. Uh, I, I believe that Nick Lowe does a good job with what he does and how he do and how he does it. And I believe that he doesn't deserve nearly the flack that he gets. Mm-hmm. He can be making decisions that you might really hate. You never even will know he made, but he also is probably making good decisions that you don't know about. And it's just from the, from the lack of information, we only have part of the picture because there's so much like, I don't even call it transparency. It's opacity mm-hmm. when it comes to in, looking through the internet, like, or looking, looking at the comic industry through the internet. And it's like, you don't know what's going on but you have an incomplete picture about what's going on from what you glean mm-hmm. and I, I try to give people a trans as, as transparent an opportunity to understand how the comic book industry works through my lens but again i'm not in the comic book industry and i don't have all that access and i do right. have, and i do have like a working knowledge of what happened what came before what's going on now but like again it's only my interpretation and it's only through a lens of a partially assembled photo mm-hmm. So before we pick names and start hurling tweets or emails and stuff like that, you know, remember that these are fictional characters. This is a fictitious situation. These are, these are not real. And these are meant for entertainment purposes in the best way, the absolute best way to say you don't want something to happen is to not buy it. End of story. Yeah. The worst thing you can do for your own personal psyche, for your own personal development for your life, for your soul, for your brain, yeah. is to buy a book you hate yeah. and continue to read it. Right. It's why it's why I don't re- like really watch Star Wars. You know what I mean? Well, like because I don't wanna. Right. For some people, it comes down to their collector, and they like they like I have to have them all. But like and then, then don't read it. Just buy it, put it in a bag, and put it in the coffin. But coffee. then there's other people who like I hate using this term, but like it really is a FOMO thing. Yeah. They're afraid, you're missing out. You're, you're gonna miss out on the thing that like oh my gosh, it turned around. Everybody's talking about. Yeah. it. And I didn't know about it. Exactly. Like, you know, and that's a big element of being a comic okay. fan. Yeah. You're gonna be okay. The, these these books are worthless until they're not. Until they are again. And like buy them after the the reality is you don't have to pre-order them yeah you don't have to buy them now you can wait go to a comic book store later a month or two from now this book will not be six dollars tell you that unless it is you know and that's the problem right yeah. but like honestly if you if you find yourself getting too worked up about it best case is to just drop it mm-hmm. uh the captain coon to be fair unlike with gwen there was a long period of spider-man comics in the late 70s early 80s that mary jane was just not in uh yeah that's true that's true that's mostly where black cat came from right you know uh dante cook uh sal and tiffany did you know that angela featured in a comic in 2020 called avengers forever by teeny howard remember her marvel should just sell her back to mcfarlane out of respect to her fans well uh mcfarlane never owned angela yeah uh, she belonged to neil gaiman but i do understand the mentality because the reality is Nick, neil gaiman never used angela for anything other than a mcfarlane product right which is spawn i do uh wish angela was in spawn but i don't read spawn anyway so i don't really care 
And I think it's kind of funny that Angela's in the Marvel Universe. For me, I think they should license the Spawn image for, from, like, Marvel should license the, the Spawn image from McFarlane so she could wear the Spawn earrings. So it's just like, no, she came from another universe where she hunted Spawns and now she lives here. And now here. she's here. Like, I think that making her Thor sister and stuff is dumb. I think it's just like, go for it. Uh, Scuba J, uh, Matt Murdock is treated with respect. Peter isn't. And at a certain point after the last few years will make people rage quit and permanently quit. Well, they're not, they haven't yet. No, it, to me, you know, like whenever we talk about Spider-Man, it just, it feels like there's like clearly some, like there are people who are making decisions like you were talking about. So like, again, I'm trying not to name names, but the no. fact is it's like, there's, there's people that are making decisions, right? And they're like, I want it to be like this because it's what I remember. Yeah. However, then you also have the other arm of it where they're just like, I don't know if you know this, but like people really like the Mary Jane Spider-Man dynamic and it's proof positive in the movies. Well, like, and, and, and you know what I mean? Like well, you, every, 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 every spinoff book they yeah. make, he's married to Mary Jane. Right. <laughs> but it's like, you know, you have at least six movies. Yeah. That have a dynamic between a Spider-Man and a Mary Jane. Yeah. Or an MJ. Or an MJ. Right. Yeah. Like, and people really treasure those relationships. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's like, so you have that. So like the overall population who yeah, everyone be, else yeah, knows about that. Like Spider-Man's meant to be with Mary Jane, right. right? Like that's what they're like. That's what it's supposed to be. Unless you were an amazing fan and then it's supposed to be Gwen, but that actually works. Like it, yeah. it works perfectly. And had, we would have eventually probably met his MJ. MJ was cast. It was Shailene Woolley from those other movies. Oh, really? She was cast from amazing, amazing Spider-Man too. They have scenes, but they cut them out. Cause they were like, Oh, it's too crowded. Okay. Too many but, goblins. But you stuff. know what I mean? Like yeah. that, like, for the general public view of Spider-Man, that's the relationship, yeah. right? And so, like, they know that, too. Yeah. Right. Like, so they know <laughs> that they can, like, dangle the carrot and tease you a little bit about it. Yeah. So it's, like, this weird... Like, Spider-Man lives in two worlds now. Like, Matt gets to, like... Matt's got his fans. Yeah. And yeah, but they don't... They, but they're not, they're, not, they're not so big that it influences the bottom line. Right. But I was going to say, like, Matt's, like fans love matt for matt right and like matt's been very fortunate to be gifted with such a great creative team as of yeah. late but like you know it, it's it, there isn't like this like issue where there's like a couple of folk who are like i remember matt murdoch in this very distinctive way the and like the closest thing is like karen page and even then like right like, no, it's not enough it's not quite the same right the same. so it, it's spider-man lives in like two worlds right now yeah and the only people who suffer are i think most people at this point because what well, yeah and here's why because it's like the fans who want mary jane and spider-man to be back together you're gonna suffer right the fans who don't really care and they just want a good spider-man you're story, gonna suffer because you keep getting teased or like, about it or you're not getting anything consistent because there's like this push and this pull going on yeah like if you were a big carly cooper poop booster you probably really don't like spider-man because because they pushed her for a while and then she turned into a goblin and left yeah and got replaced by his ex yeah like, as far as you're concerned yeah, it's you like, hate what, Mary you're Jane. Like, what the hell's going What's on? What's going on? Here? You're never going to get Carly back either. And he's never, if you're a black hat booster, you're never going to get that back together. You're like, no, he's never going to be with anybody. Right. Like you've just, yeah. Yeah. So like, it's just a weird you time. You poisoned the well, yes. I think. Uh, <laughs> is that a joke? No. Because Zeb Wells is. Oh, the Zeb Wells. Uh -huh. <laughs> Dante Cooktini Howard also did a really kick-ass job on the current Catwoman run. Never read Catwoman until now, so I have faith in her handling of Angela. Angela solo book by Howard will be epic. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. I mean, they could just put Angela in Knights of X. Yeah, that's a good idea. Right? Make her a mutant. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> Devin Wilson stopping in to show some love. To keep up amazing work. Thank, Thank you, you so Devin. Much. Appreciate you being here. Uh, and okay, Quincy Slephos. Uh, Cleo Cleophus Jenkins. Hello, Sal. Congratulations 
on your CBR gig and Tiffany fingers crossed for a gun devil Disney plus series. Fingers crossed. Right. It's coming. Know, what, are, what are they talking about? Check out twitch.tv slash com five and watch Tiffany play video games. Basically uh, the greatest character you've never seen. <laughs> trash cam missed when missed when y'all went live. Hope you guys had a good day. Catch you on the rewind. Thanks well, thank trash. You so much. Uh, Adam Thenhouse uh, just finished immortal Hulk. Are you going to keep, are you going to complete the arc on back issues? Keep them lights on, but not now. The glow from the arcade is pretty dope. I agree. <laughs> thank you. Uh, no, I don't think so, but we'll see. Maybe, but I pro- but I, but I sincerely doubt it. Uh, Rishi Venkatesh, if you do a back issue on Hellfire Gala 2021, any chance you guys could do it all dressed up to the nines? Also, RFP, cool, Hawks and Pox Moira. Eh, I wouldn't be too sure. She could always come back. I think there's like 12 of her now. Uh, but yeah, as far as Hellfire Gala, what do you think? I mean, if, yeah, I would definitely dress up. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know if I can get the guys to do it. Maybe mm. Ben. Maybe definitely Ben. Maybe Ben. I, there was a comment in the in the chat that just said, you know, Ben Ben wants that um black cat spidey hookup. I'm like, no, 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 no. Ben yeah. wants that. He wants ben, that ben and black, black cat, cat spidey hookup. hookup. He needs Spider-Man to not be interested in it. Yeah, Spidey, get the hell out of here. Yeah. Dante <laughs> Cook, I'm sorry, I'm not Avengers Forever. The book was called Strike Force. Thank you very much for that clarification. Uh Citizen JP, what's up, Soundivity? Hey, speaking Hi. of X-Men, I got Hickman's Dawn of X hardcover in the mail today. At least that's pretty cool. Hope you have a great rest of the day. You that's too, great. Citizen. Thank you very much. And that's a good pickup. Yeah. Uh, Joseph Canella, fair take. I only blame editorial based on the leaked letters page as it seems designed by them for outrage. Either way, congrats on CBR. Thank you. Can't wait. Yeah, yeah. I think it's fine to, to blame the entity of editorial. Oh, yeah. And you can blame decisions they make, but don't make it personal. Don't take it out on, on like one person because you don't know in that like sometimes one person's the mouthpiece, but maybe they're like, well, I want to keep my job. An editor's job is to take the take the hit. Yeah, take the hits. So it could be, it could be as well yeah. as being like, fuck them. Ah, ha, ha, yeah. Ha. Now, if someone, like, if, like, if a specific editor comes out and says, like, no, that's me. Right. Like, like saying, Joe Quesada did. Like, Joe Quesada did that. Don't but, come after them because they're human beings. But then you could be like, I don't like the decision you made. Right. Like, then you know for sure that I don't like yeah, that decision. That's true. That's true. But, uh, listen, we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. Of course, don't forget to like, subscribe, and, uh, visit us on twitch.tv slash comic pop uh, for more uh, if you haven't already you should uh, definitely click the notification bell so you know when we go live and of course go to youtube.com slash comic pop for back issues and shorts we'll see you guys next time with a whole new episode of off the rack i'm sal and i'm Tiffany. so long everybody thanks a lot for watching bye, bye.